Nothing. Yeah, where'd, you, where'd you go? Went to see Funny Girl on Broadway. Wow. And I watched the whole show not knowing it was the girl from The Girl Superbad. Book smart. I call it The Girl Superbad because... Did you see that movie? Which What was it called? Book smart. Oh, no, I did not. There was this whole thing that it came out and people liked it, but they said, I mean, not that many people saw it, but people who saw it, they liked it. I think I remember this image being on uh, Netflix and I never wanted to watch it. Well, a lot of people said it's like the girl version of Superbad. And then Mm -hmm. I forget Olivia Wilde is Olivia Wilde. I get Olivia Wilde and Olivia Munn confused. (laughs) I can I can see that. I, I mean, I don't even, I, just the names. I don't know yeah. who's who. I've never made the distinction. Uh, I think Olivia Wilde directed it and she got really angry. It's nothing. I was like, hey, people are going to make comparisons. That's not a bad thing. People liked Superbad. But anyway, one of the girls in that was this, the lead in Funny Girl mm-hmm. on Broadway. And she's getting apparently panned in reviews because what, Barbara Streisand did that first. Uh, yeah. And no one's going to live up to that. And they're saying that she's the equivalent of like high school. Uh, (laughs) I feel I I didn't know who it was when I went to see it today. I was watching and the leads, uh, not the traditionally beautiful woman. No, Um, that's not. That's the point. Yeah. And watching and I thought, oh, this is nice. I like this show that somebody like, who is this woman? She just gets a. She's probably been on Broadway before and she's now gets to be the lead in a show and she gets to make out with a really hot guy. Ramen, uh, I know that's not how you pronounce it. It was the guy who played Phantom in the 25th anniversary Royal Albert yeah. Hall. And he has a shirt off and he's still cut and gorgeous. <laughs> and she gets to make out with him and that's amazing. And then after the show, I found out it was the girl from the movie and she was also in Lady Bird, which fine. It doesn't make me not like her, but in my mind, it changed things. Because then I thought, eh, she's been in things before. She's not that excited about this. This is not. Some, how, did, how did she do? Did do you think it was high school? I enjoyed it. I liked the show. I'm not. What about her performance? I like. I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. Okay. I mean, I say you know when I say fine. I mean, I, I I'm not a judge on singing so much. <laughs> singing. I'm not. I I yeah. like if someone's bad, I know they're bad. But I I could I would probably say oh that person was good and someone who really knows like no they weren't. I see. <laughs> so. I, I but I enjoyed it and well I knew yeah. some opera people that did not like Sarah Brightman's um Christine oh and Phantom but mm-hmm. I mean that makes sense I feel like opera people are pretentious yeah that's true because that's and, they, and she she changed her whole mode of singing after many years of singing that way and so I wonder if that's why what do you mean so she sang the way she sang, you know, during Phantom, which I don't know anything about. It's like, that's one way of singing. And then do you remember in, it might've been the late nineties or the early two thousands where like it would be during the PBS uh, telethons and stuff where they would play a Sarah, Sarah Brightman concert and she would be singing just really differently. And I remember looking into it and she had revamped her singing voice i didn't know i, I had no she, like, restructured it i didn't know that she did that did she take the criticism personally i don't know i, I never got into that part I, I think it was i don't think i had as much access to the internet as i you know 
could at this moment to really find that information out. I think it's ridiculous for anyone who is an opera singer to judge someone's performance in Phantom of the Opera. It's not, there's no opera singing in it. I mean, maybe you could say. No, there is. Carlotta. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you could say. Carlotta and in the uh, opening number with Piangi. Yeah. Piangi. But I don't, I don't, for the most part, it's like pop music. Yeah. <laughs> so, so these opera singers, uh, 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 turning their nose up to it. Ugh. Right. Disgusting. They're not like. You know, she's speaking in sleep. He sang to me like. Nobody wants to hear that in this show. There's a place for it. It wasn't that show just because opera was in the title. But I, I, you know, I put on the suit. I put on a suit for the performance today. When I go to the theater, I take it very seriously. Meanwhile, schlubs all around me, people, jean shorts and tank tops. These, no, yeah. there weren't tank tops. Oh, there were tank tops. It's the, Ew, middle of the summer. Really? It's the middle of summer. It's a matinee show, but it's you know on Sunday it's the only show. Ew, but you're sitting next to someone's like armpit hair peeking out from underneath their armpits. It's gross. Yeah. Shorts. Not that armpit hair is gross in general, just like a dude's armpit hair seems gross. Sandals and socks. I I, I bet I would bet I'm the only person in this suit in the whole theater. <laughs> there were some older gentlemen who had on dress shirts and nicer pants. Uh-huh. But for the most part, man, what has this country become? You can tell in our dress. Become, I don't know, an adjective. <laughs> I didn't, We've become. An adjective didn't come to mind, so I got nothing. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. Too late? Yeah, I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to anyone. That's why I don't want to make it a big deal again. But yes, it was too late. My bad. Yeah. I actually, I it was my fault because I was looking at my calendar and I was like, when do I have to pay the pre, the preschool? When is that over? When is when is public school come into play? Soon, whenever, whenever school starts. Then, oh, and then I'll the, be done. In the fall. Yeah. When does it start there? August or September? No, it's in September. Like we start it's, when it's supposed to start, which is in the fall. Labor Day. After Labor Day. Yeah, probably after Labor Day. I, I feel like growing up in Georgia, we still went before Labor Day, but it was like August 20th. Yeah, it and was that, late August at least. And now I feel like everyone goes back like July 30th. No, is that right? I, I It's very soon. Yeah. But they also have a bunch of breaks during the year now that we didn't have. There's a fall break. Like you go to school for a month and a half. It's like time for fall break. You get a full <laughs> week. And you still get the winter break of two weeks, which was always the best. I remember leaving on that day. It's like oh, a whole two weeks. I know. It feels like forever. And then... You'd be back at school before you know it. I mean, yes, it, it did go by a little more slowly then. Summers could seem really long. I you, felt like the summers were super long. Yeah, something like the 4th of July was a midway point unofficially. Mm-hmm. And it did feel like it took a while to even get to there. But, you know, the, the perception of time is different. It's like being stoned, how the time passes slowly. <laughs> When you're high, you put something in a microwave for a minute and you think it's got to be done. There's 52 seconds left. Or I tried making eggs once when I was stoned. And 
they, they weren't uh, solidifying. And I did. Oh. I, 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 it seemed like they were on there forever. And I didn't know what was going on. Like, why aren't these cooking? <laughs> and I just dumped them into the sink down the drain. I wonder how long it had been. Or maybe you had your stove on super low on accident. I mean, really, if you cook eggs on low, they're better. Really? Yeah. They, oh, I always turn the I turn that heat up. I do too, but it's not that I there's no proper way. I'm sure some chef will say there's a proper way, and I think turning the heat up that someone they would get on onto us for it. But you know, if you want some brown on them and you want them to be hard, yeah. then you can use. I like I don't like really soft scrambled eggs. They're gross. There's there's a softness without a runniness that you can get on low heat. Yeah, that's right. that's the goal for me. And well, the, I'm busy. I agree. So crank it up. Oh, there's baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so school comes back uh, August 4th at, in Gwinnett County, at least. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, uh, it's still so hot as shit. Yeah, they have air conditioner. That was one of the, I know, but sh- one of the things in the Northeast. They go back later because there is no air conditioner in a lot of the schools that are old. Oh, I see. So that was part of the reason for the schedule. I mean, at this point, I'm sure most schools have air conditioners, even window units here in New York. You go by the schools, they're old, but they've got window units hanging out. Right. Yeah. But that was part of the the reasoning for that. In the South, where it's hotter, it doesn't make sense, I guess, to go back earlier, but there was always air conditioning. And uh, were you ever in a trailer at school? Yeah. Those had the best but air conditioning. But not for a school. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I think in third grade, Miss Barris, I think we were in a trailer. I went to Baker Elementary, which was a brand new school. And by the time I was in third grade, they had, they had outgrown the space they had built. Oh, okay. And there were trailers. And I was in a trailer in third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade. So I wasn't. Wow, even, really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe in fourth grade, I was back in. Third grade, I was in a trailer. I remember because there was a red spot on the carpet that somebody had spilled paint or something. Oh, okay. And. We used to pretend it was a blood stain and we'd shoot ourselves in the head with a finger gun and fall to the ground right on that spot. Wow. It's <laughs> dark. I know. Um, so it looks like in where I live, the first day of school is like the 29th through the 31st of August. So the end of August. Oh, okay. So theirs was the 8th or something, right? I hear you. I'm just listening to baby bark. I'm sorry. Baby bark. He needs to go out, but then we started talking. When is it? How does it give him a pee pad? I know, but he just, he gets like, it's actually kind of hard because around now is when he has been awake for a while and then wants to go to bed and kind of gets mad at you if you're not going to bed. You know, (laughs) he's like, put me to bed. I'll put him on the bed and he'll just like find his little nook and like sleep. But otherwise, like now, because he was sleeping uh, before we started recording and then he woke up and now he wants to be taken out and he likes to like go insane. Does like, the show and zoom? Does you know? the show know yet? Uh, I don't know. I told Tim. The Von Hessler doctrine. I'm going to ask you every single day, time we record. <laughs> oh, man, that beast is going wild. Anyway. Hey, he really is. Anyway, maybe there's a squirrel or some creature that he sees. It's annoying. 
Should I go check on him? Yeah, I guess so. All right, hold on. I don't know how much I can play of that without us getting kicked off by the algorithm. Are you back? Yeah. Hungry eyes? Yeah, well, and... and uh, what the fuck's the word I want to say? <laughs> in honor. In honor of baby. <gasps> yeah. Teach baby how to dance so that she can help cover uh, Penny. Is that her name? I don't remember the characters' names. She's got an abortion. Yeah, I just remember the one guy's got the pocket version of... The fountain, Fine Rand. Yeah, the Fountainhead. <laughs> I know. So I knew Eric. Well, I, okay, so I grew up knowing uh, Dirty Dancing and, and loving it. And then separately, you know, Eric was the first person that I'd ever heard talk about Ayn Rand or the Fountainhead or whatever. And then when I realized that those two things went together, that he pulls out that book and loans it to baby and then she doesn't like him because of it which i don't know what that means and then that's eric's favorite book or whatever <laughs> i'm like oh no have i hitched my wagon to the wrong guy yeah baby did baby was insulted i read it because eric you know he would rant and rave about the fountainhead yeah. and i there's look ayn rand in general i think the idea people don't like it politically because republicans have hijacked it it's 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 somewhat ridiculous on that front because okay. as as they do, if you read the book, I don't think that it's pushing any Republican agenda directly. And I'm not making any commentary on that one way or the other. It's just about individualism. And okay. you know, there's people who think that individualism, which I guess leans more right these days, is you're thinking about yourself and your life. And not caring about the collective good. Right. And I think that is the point of contention with a lot of it. But, you know, the truth is we are individuals. And I think there's a balance between the two. Sure. And you have to look out for yourself. I mean, everyone says they're all for the collective good. Meanwhile, they're all trying to prove how special and different they are. <laughs> right. You know, and I, I've been, plenty of people who are liberal are doing that exact same thing. So to say that you don't buy into the individual at all is bullshit. You do. You're on TikTok pushing your videos because you want people to say, wow, what a cool individual. And when it comes to any type of survival, you know, you may sacrifice yourself for a loved one, but you're not going to do it for like a stranger. I mean, when it comes down to it in the apocalypse, no. Yeah. You're not going to do that. But that's what that. I'm saying. It's like, yes, you, you do have to choose. It's like, are you really going to choose yourself over me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. I mean, the thing, the Fountainhead, if you read it, I never read Atlas Shrugged. I don't know. The Fountainhead. Oh, oh, you read the Fountainhead. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, Howard Rourke is an architect. And there's some weird stuff where this woman likes him. Dominique, I think, is her name. And they do this weird game dancing around each other and then 
he pretty much sexually assaults her, if not outright rapes her. But she like wants it. And it's like, okay, I don't know what the fuck this is. Oh, when did she write it? I don't know what year she wrote it. Because that was kind of a 70s thing. <laughs> but it was, yeah. It's like, all oh. the porn from the 70s is about like a chick not wanting to have sex and then being so turned on by being assaulted that they're like into it. <laughs> they, yeah, that part creeped me out. Yeah. I was like, okay. But, you know, he's an architect and he's got his ideas of what makes good architecture. And he's got a friend who sells out and just does what's expected of him and builds the boring corporate buildings. And he's more successful for a long time. And these are things that, you know, people deal with any creative person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's, he's unwilling to give in. And at some point he finally does, but I think somehow he's fooled and this gets a little ridiculous spoiler alert. He blows up the building that, that he on purpose. Yeah. Because he didn't okay. like the fact that it wasn't, to his ideals. I see. I can't remember exactly how he even got involved with it. <laughs> I was like, okay, look, I, I get that. And then there's a big court scene. There's always a court scene in these things. Um, but yeah, Howard Rourke seems like a totally self-absorbed type of dude. who's not thinking about anything else around him other than himself. And, you know, there's the capitalistic parts of it too, um, which yeah. this book really kind of goes against in the sense that he doesn't want to sell out to make money. He just wants to make buildings he loves and believes in. Um, but because, you know, Ayn Rand came from communist country over to the United States, really bought into it wholeheartedly. And mm. that's some of the conflict, too, that people have and the problems they have. Um, but I think, you know, like anything else, it's viewed black or white. It's just been hijacked. It's like, fuck right. her. Like, you can read it and not like it, and that's totally fair. And I read it, and... I found things I agreed with and things I didn't agree with. I don't know why we can't admit that that's how most things go. <laughs> you mean subtlety or gray areas? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know why Nuance. it's so difficult these days. Yeah. Like I, in, in talking about it, the way I'm talking about it, I think I'm thinking of the people who, and I think of this more because, you know, I do have, well, I lean liberal and I have liberal friends for the most part. Um, but I think because I'm associating with more people on the left, I think of people hearing me say that, like, what? Fuck you. And just writing me off. Yeah. It would probably be different if I were conservative and had more conservative friends. And then I would say things that maybe were leaning a bit liberal and they would think the same thing that they would say, fuck you. Right. And right. write me off. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty ridiculous. I have to dance around this in my own head that I'm saying the Fountainhead's fine. It's not, you know. Right. Eric says it's his favorite book. I read it. I got certain things out of it. I identified with certain parts of it. And there's other parts that gets ridiculous and stupid or creepy and gross or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I was uh, talking to someone this weekend and I said I was describing the show And, you know, whenever you're talking about, whenever I'm talking about being on the radio show, it's very confusing for people here because they don't understand why is it like, why is it in Atlanta? What are you talking about? And I'll describe sometimes the station as a conservative talk show. I'm sorry, a conservative talk radio station. And the person was like, oh, so are you conservative? Are you a conservative? I was like, no. He's like, it's okay if you are. I mean, you can be conservative. I was like, but I'm not, I'm not conservative. And then it, I felt like I was being defensive. I was like, no, I just, I'm not, but just, it's not, I mean, we're not as conservative, but it's, 
That's the state. <laughs> it's that's a weird the, feeling. That's the state of it all around, no matter what side you're on. You've got enough people operating in extremes that you're done for if, if you say the wrong thing to the wrong person. He didn't, the person I was talking to didn't, you know, damn me or anything. But I was like, I'm not. I mean, uh, I did, and then he was a black guy and I got sort of all tied up. I'd been, this is at the end of the night. So I was, I wasn't like drunk, but I was drinking. You were drunk. And, <laughs> and uh, oh, <clears throat> I talked about how the other show, and I couldn't remember his name, the other guy that, that, the, that does in the evenings, it's like Shelly, Shelly Winters. Yes. Yeah, and how their show is like more loose and they get away with a whole lot. And I said, it's like, I was trying to, ugh, it's, oh, it's really now coming back to me and the embarrassment is flooding my body. But I talked about it, it's like, you know, it's a, it's like a lot of black folks on that show and they get away with a lot. And he was like, what do you mean they get? And I was like, I mean, like, because they're just like at night and they get to, talk more loosely about stuff than we for some reason are i would like to be on that show honestly because it seems like i could let my hair down a little bit and not be as worried but it's uh, black people on a let loose i don't what know you trying to, like, like, oh what, god what were you trying to say ultimately why did you bring up the race because i was trying to say that it's not such a bad just because sean audience, hannity's on the station there's black guys on the, on the station black ladies <laughs> like it seems like I know the point I was trying to, to to demonstrate was that the radio station, I described it as conservative, but we're not like good old boys where it's like we don't have a, you know, a diverse group of people that we work with. Well, I think the fact that, you know, I, I'm liberal hurts me on that show because yeah. since most of the audience probably does lean conservative. They probably even saying it here on this show, because a lot of our audience comes from people who listen to the Von Hessler doctrine uh, on the flip side of what I was just saying when I said, you know, and I, I'm liberal. I thought of the people like, ugh, and they maybe tune out suddenly and stop yeah, listening. I'm but if they do that, then I feel like um, our numbers, they're not they're <laughs> not here for thinking, you know. No, I know. I, I know there was like once it came up I mentioned my disdain for Trump. And again, it's Trump as a person. I never liked that guy. I, I do not right. like self-absorbed, right. narcissistic fucking people. I do, like, it's disgusting, whoever you are. Like, I'm self-absorbed in a different way. It's a more charming way. <laughs> but I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm better than anyone. And uh, Yeah, you do. Okay, I do. I think I'm plenty better. But you know what but I'm you saying. Ha you have the, the charm <laughs> about it is that you think you're a piece of shit also. Yeah. I think I'm better than other people because I realize I'm a piece of shit and other people can't realize <laughs> that they're a piece of shit. And that's what makes right. me better. Yeah. Okay. But you know, my, my views on that man in general, mm -hmm. politics aside is like, I hate him. I cannot stand him. No, he's, yeah, he's been around long enough to form your own opinion, not just the opinion of him as a president, a showboater. And yeah. you know, I agree. And when, it comes up that anyone he's petty. Who, he is. He's very petty. Like a child. He's very petty with very thin skin. Um, yes. But you know, a lot of politicians these days, as we were talking sure. before we started recording, they're celebrities. In the past, unless you were president in the United States, most people didn't know who the fuck you were. Right. Uh, if you were in Congress. But with, you know, it changed. I know with TV a bit, 
but it still is limited and controlled. But now with social media, and like these people get in there and they're fucking full of themselves. And the most important thing to them is to just stay in power, no matter what it takes, and to stay relevant. Maybe, you know, power is a part of it, but staying in the spotlight, uh, not losing your celebrity by losing your job, your seat. Yeah, solving, pro- solving the problems in your community means that you have nothing else to solve. So. Yeah, so I'm not root. I'm not rooting for any of these people. So when I right. say I hate Trump, it's not. It's just like fuck that guy, and fuck everyone else. Anyone else who gets into government and Trump before he got into government, Jesus, <sighs> yeah, fucking Jesus, the guy melts if he doesn't have the spotlight on him. <laughs> I just can't take it. I can't take it when people are so desperate for attention. So anyway, I know that once that I brought that up and we had a really nasty review written, which I stand by what I said. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's like I was going to listen to the show, but fuck y'all. I know. I mean, sometimes listening to a podcast and then hearing someone who does have it, like even for me, who I'm open to hear other people's opinions. But when someone like if I if I felt differently than you. And I started listening and you were sort of having like an anger, like a venting about how you felt that was different than mine. I probably wouldn't listen either. Like, ugh. Well, that's why we but, tend to stay away from it, too. There's a place for it. And I don't find our show to be the place where this is. Our, pla- our place is to like, we can have those strong emotions, but then hopefully maybe like talk about what that. I I personally like to um, think about the other side because I want to make sure that I'm not just doing the same thing, just the opposite. You know, it's like the people who are very extreme on either sides being the I always say this, the opposite side of the same coin. It's like both of those both of those sides seem um they have a lot in common. Like, yes. Yeah, they have a lot in common and they're unaware of their similarities and how you ain't going to get anywhere if without realizing that, you know, you both just they, they are never be jerks able to, on both sides. And they never be able to admit that. Right. And that's annoying. And so if I heard if I came into this show and I heard you acting like that, I would be like, look, which is understandable. Yeah. But also anger kind of makes me uncomfortable. So. Well, this is true too. Like I get angry all the time. I was really angry. Well, I just can't deal with stress. I've I've never learned to deal with stress. My coping when it comes to stress is zero. Right. I am absolutely inept with dealing with stress. And, you know, for the most part, I would get really stressed out. And then that's when I would just shut down and sit and stare and do nothing for a long time. That was how I dealt with it. And it's not very constructive. Uh, and I think to, to change it, I'm just really what I have to do is just sit with it. I have to be, I have to build up a tolerance. I have to get used to being stressed. Yeah. Um, but the way I act when I get stressed, I still just like start ranting about everything. And one of the things that came up today because I felt rushed because we had to get out the door and we were running late and, uh, I was putting on nice clothes, a suit to go to the theater and I hadn't ironed the shirt cause I hadn't thought ahead. And, uh, then I realized Tomorrow's a holiday and I 
um, you don't have to move your car if you're in a spot, a Monday spot, which is outside parking here in New York, which I think most people understand, but they do street cleaning. So the streets have signs that says no parking Mondays, 830 to 10, no parking Tuesdays, 830 to 10. And I was parked in a Tuesday spot, meaning that was the day the street cleaning came. So I would have to move. And then I realized tomorrow was uh, a holiday. So they weren't going to do street cleaning on a Monday side. But most people, when they know that, they start filling up those spots so they don't have to move their car or worry about it. And I was like, oh, I got to move my car now before we go. So, you know, getting really stressed and worked up. And then I start ranting about Uber because they still make you wear a mask. And Oh, they do? Yeah, it's like the only place left in New York. You go to the theater, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. And, you know, my thoughts on masks weren't locked in stone. It's like when there were people totally against masks and people who say you should still be wearing masks everywhere. And my feelings on masks were, you know, when, when COVID first started, I wasn't going to wear a mask because in my mind, it was me taking the risk. I was like, I don't want to wear a mask. I'm willing right. to take the risk and, and catch COVID. But when it comes out that, no, you wear the mask because, we, you know, some people are asymptomatic and you can spread it. And it did have the ability to make some people really sick. It's like, oh, well, to me, now it's important that I wear the mask because I don't want to spread it. And, you know, I don't want to risk the chance I get someone else sick. But now we're at the point where it seems like like the, the stories, it's spiking, but death rates aren't spiking and right. hospitalizations aren't spiking. And it doesn't like I if someone wants to wear a mask, I don't care. That's fine. But I'm at the point now where I feel as though and what I've read is that the new strains, while they're more infectious, don't aren't as dangerous. So it's like, I'm not going to wear a mask as much. And most people aren't. Right. And so Uber is one of the few things where you still have to wear a mask. I mean, do the drivers even wear them properly? Yeah. (laughs) It's like here in New York, for whatever reason, you have to check the box that promises you're wearing a mask. I bet you the drivers don't care. And some of them wear masks. Most of them do. One didn't. But, you know, I start ranting and raving about Uber. I was like, fucking Uber, pretending like they care about the good of humanity. They just want to fucking make money. This whole mask thing is a goddamn charade <laughs> just because I'm <laughs> stressed out and yelling. What does Christina do, do during that? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I don't know what it makes her think. She doesn't act differently or, like, talk to you about it or? Uh, I, I think at first there's this idea. It's like you want to be helpful. Right. And you realize there's nothing you can do. <laughs> Just has to let, let the steam out. Yeah. And, and you know, then I'm sure it's annoying also because everything becomes this huge fucking deal. If you remember the right. Christmas tree episode where I totally freaked out cause I couldn't decide on a Christmas tree and it turned into a whole ordeal, a whole baby. So, you know, I, I, try to get better at that but i'm sure it's very annoying <laughs> even sitting here i listened i started recording on the computer before you joined but my computer was being very slow and i couldn't which get, it is every single time well i have another computer but i don't have a webcam on it because it's i know a, but i'm saying this is something you deal with every single time we record well this was extra slow this time and so i started recording but i couldn't get the google hangout to open up which is what we use to see each other for people who don't know that and and I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, this fucking piece of shit computer ranting. And then I listened back to it. I was like, oh, oh you did? <laughs> oh, that's what it sounds like. My God. 
Yep. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we got there. It was there was some kind of thing, some kind of chain. Life is hard. And um, it's, yeah. is it? I guess. Yeah, it can be. It can be hard. I think I think I make it a little more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah, I feel like um, the way to to that that thing about being water, you know, just like all right, adjust, you know, or just this isn't happening fast enough for me. Well, there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm just going to wait, and then you don't get as worked up about it. And then also, when another problem pops up you're more equipped to handle it because you're not already in a state of distress. That makes sense. Easier. Said I don't than, know. It's not like I practiced that. It just seems to be a little bit of just my nature. Maybe easier said than done. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. It's not like I did that on purpose. Like I found the way. Like, I, well, just, I mean, how would, how would you, happen. how would you deal with stress before? I feel like you weren't even in stressful situations. And, which is not true. I know that's not true. You can tell me I'm wrong because I am. But it, just, it feels like you weren't even, again, thinking back years ago or the whole time I've known you. For the most part, your life's like, I don't know, I'm just kind of doing this thing. And nothing seems well, that stressful. Stressful, like when I was in college, needing to get a lot, a lot of stuff done. Um, there were times of very much stress. There was a lot of stress when I was waitressing. <laughs> there was a lot of stress. Um you know, I don't know, not having a lot of money. So what would you do? What was your, how, how did it affect you? I mean, oh, the, I mean, there was a lot of stress with my divorce. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, but that was at the cusp of me figuring out how to deal and moving through it. So what was your, of, yeah, what was the traditional means of moving through it and how did it, it like, impact oh, you right. it was it was really like a whatever yeah that's a that's, that's why i'll just I, keep going and just keep it keep keep moving so i i do remember um i mean when i was waitressing you know when you're in the weeds you know um it would just i i am good in moments like that where someone else might panic and someone else and, and i can sort of take control be like okay i fucked up how do i fix it Okay, what I need to do is I need to tell the kitchen first that I fucked up and they have to fire the stuff immediately on the fly. And then I'm going to put it in the mach- then I'm going to put it in the machine because I didn't do it originally and that's why the kitchen didn't make it. Okay, and then I'm going to tell the table I'm going to come up with something to tell them and also maybe tell the manager and then we're going to get them a round of, you know, something like just take care of them in some way or like, you know, instead of like I don't know what to do, <laughs> you know. I just um and even with driving, I'm good at, you know, a car beside me is messing up and I feel like things move in slow motion and I'm able to not be in a wreck <laughs> because I'm not like, ah! you know, <laughs> like freaking out. There's still I'm a lot able- of avoidance though. Uh, like on paper, it seems great. Like, oh, yeah. well, it's just happening. I'll just deal with it. But that's not really dealing with it because you have to know the with real it. things like the real, real things. That's what I would do. I would avoid. But, practical things i was able i'm able to sort of figure it out and navigate it pretty easily it was the i didn't i didn't give myself a lot of i didn't um i avoided a lot of stress by not voicing things that would cause stress so yeah i avoided it which i i guess i did also 
Yeah. I, it's interesting. I was talking to someone at work the other day who said, you're just so easygoing. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I just don't dump it on other people. I internalize it and I carry it. And that's why I think being in a relationship with me was hard because you get the other side of it. You see it come out. Like, I want to hide it, but at some point you can't. And, you know, I, I do think part of it is show. I know that part of it's played up, but it's also played up because I know I'm being ridiculous. And that's the only way I know to pro how to process stress is by just having these outbursts of things that are just dumb. See, that stresses me out more. Well, that stresses, oh, if you do that. I'm if maybe, I, yeah, if I reacted that way. Maybe it compounds on my end. It probably does. But I mean, I do play it up because I'm like, I'm, I, I already know I'm being ridiculous or this is blown out of proportion because I don't know how to deal with stress. So now it's just coming out and I, I can't do anything about it. So I may as well put on a show, which is fun for a little bit for some people. And then, <laughs> then it's like, God damn it. Shut up. Chill. And, you know, that's that's difficult in itself because I'm aware of it. I'm aware of what's happening. It's like, all right, now this person's seeing this other side of me and I can't control it. And. I need to fucking straighten this out. That's that's where I am now. For the longest time, I didn't even want to straighten it out. I just wanted to hide at that point. It's like, I don't know what to do. I can't change this. So I'll just isolate and push this other person away. Do you so feel they, like you've been better? So, I mean, it's hard. It's, sometimes it's hard. But if I, you know, stress varies. It wanes and waxes and <laughs> ebbs and flows. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes work is more stressful. But I realize... There's a stretch of months where within the months, there's weeks where I don't feel that much stress. But then when I get, really get stressed, the effect that it has, the impact that it has. I mean, I, it's not, I don't think it's at the point where, like if we're just talking about my relationship, it's completely done. It's done. I don't think it's done like irreparable damage or anything even majorly damaged. But I see over time how it can chip away. It's like, yeah, I got to figure this out and I need yeah. to better control. Because it does affect the people around you. It does. There's no, there's no way you can have an impact. And, you know, I think I'm aware enough of it and having conversations about it that it also slows any chipping away. But if it doesn't change, it's like someone's going to be very fucking patient to be with me. It's true. It's a shame. And maybe that's maybe that is the case. Maybe it can only get so far. And some of it you have to admit, this is who I am. Right, that's true. And you want to be different, and then when you realize you can't be different, then you beat yourself up even more, and then you know it spirals. The can't that. be different thing is, I think a cop out. Well, I just can't. I think it's a cop out to an extent. There is a point I feel where it's like, all right, this is just who I am, and right, this is there, the way. Yeah, of course. But if it at that point, it better be working for you because if it's not working for you, and you say not you, but one would say. Uh, I just can't change it. Well, then go ahead and fuck yourself then because this is about you now. Well, it's not only about others. Yeah, there are people who use that in the the wrong ways. It's who yeah. I am. Deal with it. Right. Eh, okay. <laughs> no. You know, okay. Make, make an effort. There's always, there's some things you can do and there's work that you can do. But, you know, okay. maybe when I say, when I say maybe it's who I am, it's like maybe I'm always going to become more stressed than I should be in situations. Do I need to act out and go on little tantrums? No, but do I need maybe a bit of isolation, but it's not isolation. It's just like alone. It's like, let me just 
get some space for, you know, a few hours. Maybe that's what it takes. Wow. But understanding that, what do you mean? Wow, a few a long hours. Time. <laughs> a few hours? Yeah. Well, that, to like deal with like one thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's what for me I actually need, and yeah, that's what it's yeah. going to take. Someone like you, you're like, ugh, a few hours. I don't like, think get it's, over it. I don't think it's because that, it just doesn't compute for me. I'm like, whatever. No, I don't think it's that crazy to ask for something like that. It's like, hey, I just need to. Oh, listen, it's not crazy to ask for it. You, you can ask for whatever you want. But for me, it doesn't, it just does not compute. You know what I mean? Because that's just the way I am. Well, that feels like a good, healthy way for me to do it. Instead of screaming about, I'm right. Sure. Here's the thing with Uber. I'm right. I was right about the fact that they, <laughs> it is stupid. they don't fucking give a shit. They're just putting on a show for who they think their clientele Ooh, is. And you really don't like insincerity. No. And I did then corporations or businesses. <laughs> it's not that I don't. Uh, no, business. I'm just kidding. I'm I just, just want just... businesses to, say, to admit it. We're here to make money. This is what we yeah. want. And then there was a time when that it was. seems a, like the customers still want this mask thing. So we're still requiring it. Yeah, we. This is New York, and this is the. But the truth is, if you look around, your surroundings are so out of touch. They realize that nobody's really wearing masks anymore. There are still people, yeah. but you know, you're still supposed to wear them on the subway. And oh. day by day, the percentage of people not wearing masks is growing. And if Uber had any presence or awareness, they'd realize this. I think if they said. Hey, it's optional to wear masks and you know, the drivers are employees. And if a person gets in the car and asks the driver to wear a mask then the driver wears a mask, some people would argue that that's not fair. But to me, that's the way you would, I would deal with it. It's like some people don't wear masks. I mean, maybe or request it for the ride. Maybe even the, if the, like if I got in a, an Uber and I didn't want to wear a mask, but the driver asked me to, I'd say, fine, I, I don't yeah. care that much. But to just have it be the standard, I don't think it's where we are anymore. Okay. I get it. So I was also, right. I was you could just be like, company. whatever. We just money grab, even though they're not profitable somehow. I have no clue how Uber's not profitable. They steal money from the drivers. I know. I was going to say. <laughs> well, they must just give it all to the drivers. No. It's, in, it's insane. I don't know. I don't understand it well enough to speak to it. It's obviously something going on and they're spending it, but. They take a high percentage from the restaurants when you use Uber Eats up to 30%. And then the delivery person gets you to DoorDash. What did you get? Mm-hmm. $2 and then a tip? And the person lied about their <laughs> I tip? I think $3 was the minimum that, they that would you would pay be you. offered. So like, even if the customer doesn't tip, I think they, they'll give you 3 bucks as an incentive to take it. Yeah, wow, $3. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, every, I mean, most DoorDash people you know don't ex- you know they have like a little rule for themselves you know it's like a dollar per mile don't accept anything under six stuff like that and you know it seems like the way to do it you set yeah. standards for yourself and boundaries so yeah people on the DoorDasher reddit thread will post their really bad statistics because it shows on your dasher app the number of orders that you've um completed ones that you've denied you know, if you've had if you've had any um, incompletes or you know red flags or whatever, and so some of them will have really high numbers except for their acceptors, like because they're like constantly declining bad tips. 
It should decline. Bad yeah, tips. Yeah, you should. And I think it's ridiculous that people can change their tips. It, it, I've never seen that. It's a tough one because. I've seen it on Instacart where you can change the tip. Can you not so change like it on DoorDash? They'll promise you like a big tip. And then um, <laughs> before the delivery is complete, you can change the tip like as they're delivering the grocery. I heard you could change it up to a certain amount of time after. Oh, really? And that's what a lot of people did. And I was going to say it's it's tough because maybe you do get bad service. Maybe the person's nasty and rude and you want to change your tip. But the fact that people are fishing with big tips and then changing yeah. it and fucking people over. Like when we order food, it's like I'm going to be paying a lot. It's ridiculous that I could walk and get this <laughs> and it would cost $20 less. But you know what? That's a price of having someone serve you at home. Yeah. So... I will, I'm paying, like, they deserve the money. They're doing work. And then in the rain, I tend to not even order. I would tip. Oh, really? I would t they're out, I guess. Someone decides to work in the rain. They don't have to. And it's different in New York because all the people that are delivering are on bikes. Well, that's the, yeah, that's, I guess that's an important distinction to make is people are on yeah. bicycles or e-bikes e at this point. Sure, sure. Scooting but around. Still, you're out in the elements with your body. Yeah. Like a peasant. So I guess I would tip even more. But the fact that going back to what I was saying, it's like, so Uber takes 30% of the order total plus their fee. Then they, the tip goes to the delivery driver and $3 goes. It's like, so there's a lot of money coming in from doing, you created the platform, mm -hmm. you maintain the platform. You do have the staff, the customer service, but I was like, I don't know. It's a lot of money at this point. There was the initial investment, which cost a lot, I'm sure. And now you maintain. But at this point, it should be coasting. <laughs> You're taking a lot of money. Uh, who knows? Again, I don't Whatever. know. I don't know. It the just seems workings. like Uber is uh, almost like a delicacy. It's like, if you need it, you should use it. It's going to be expensive, but I'm just it's a lot easier than it used to be. I'm just tired of them pretending. It's like, you just want your fucking money. You want my money. It's all you, you need want. To be alone. The surging. You need to be alone for an hour. <laughs> Maybe two hours. I don't know. There's nothing wrong Damn. with that. Damn, it's a long time. Someone like you, I think that's it says that's a problem with you. you can't, <laughs> can't be alone for more than an hour. Me? <laughs> I'm not saying I can't be alone. If somebody said to you, I need to just take some time, I just want to, it's nothing to do with you. Like you would get really anxious, wouldn't you? That'd be the problem. No, 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 no. I would before. But, oh no, there's something they're not telling me the truth. They're lying. It's something. Yeah. Well, okay, so it's worse. It was like when you did that when we were together, I didn't know what to do. And I would try and handle it and try and help, but you couldn't sort of tell me what you needed me to do or or what you needed to do. Um and then when my methods weren't working or you didn't want to do those things. I felt very uh, insulted. It was hard for me in the past. Anyone I've dated to ask for that time. Yeah. Because it, because it, I tend to date anxious people. So I knew that by asking for it, it would send them into some kind of spiral where they're filling in blanks. Like what, what does this really mean? Oh no, see God. to me, you've already filled in the blank. Like thank, I would need, I need that. Like, 
tell me what's going on so I know what's going on. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, but I feel as though I didn't trust people to actually believe me. Right. And maybe that was it's me. Crazy. Maybe that was me projecting because I have this idea. is like, no one's telling me the truth. Right. Just tell me the <laughs> truth. Like, I would rather, much rather be with a person who's like, you're fucking annoying and I hate you sometimes. That wouldn't yeah. make me anxious because I'd say you're being honest because I am fucking annoying. And see if I did something like that, I mean, maybe I don't know what it would be like now because I feel like I don't know what it's like to be in a relationship as this version of myself. But um, I think before that would make me feel so sad. Like I would get I get I would get sad or mad that I'm mad or sad. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the fact that you're yeah, because you're all angry, no big deal. No big deal. The fact that you're making me angry is making me so sad. Or the fact that I'm sad because of you is making me angry. But it's unrealistic. Real, Absolutely. Real life is people get annoyed with each other, especially if you spend that much time around each other yeah. or with each other. I said that to my friend about like being um, sad that I was annoyed by Travis or something, you know, when we were together. She was like, I, what? Like, I hate my husband all the time. I just wasn't able to feel that because if I felt that, about the per the other person, then I was I don't know felt like abandoning them or something. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. But there's this idea that I think a lot of people have that that unsettles them for whatever reason. Feeling annoyed or angry with another person. With me, I think the fear was the person's going to be angry and then hold a grudge and then they'll just be angry. Right. Or they're angry and they don't tell me. And then I'm going crazy about it. It's like, I know that they're annoyed or they're pissed and they're not fucking telling me. Or they do the thing where, you know, they're pissed, but I don't know why. It's like, I would just rather someone say, fuck off for now. Yeah. You're really grating my nerves. And then you come back and you have a conversation about it. Yeah. I, things have changed, you know, 180 degrees when it comes to my kids. Like, I like when people say it's changed 360 degrees. Well, as I was saying 180, I was saying to myself, that's the right one. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> Don't say the wrong one. Um, yeah, it's changed so much because I used to get really mad. Oh, you know, I would just get annoyed with them. And then I would be so sad that I was like disliking them. You know, or I would almost get mad at them for making me feel that way. But now it's like, I'm fine with being annoyed by them. They're annoying. It's fine. Everyone's it's okay. annoying. Some, Everyone's annoying, especially your own kids. Some people more so than others. But yes, especially but kids. Yeah, and all so kids. I, and, or even like, and, and it goes back to, you know, my parents, my relationship with them and how, you know, my mom before they moved here, she was annoyed with me about something and she was so upset about it. And I was like, mom, it's okay. Like be annoyed with me. I'll be, I'm annoying. Like I can be annoying. Uh, and then, you know, she felt better. And I was like, remember this moment because I will be annoyed with you in the future and I don't want it to destroy you, you know? And that's where it's, I think it's coming from, you know, where no one's allowed to have, mm, What's the worst negative that happens? feelings about the other person. What's the worst that happens when you get sad because you were feeling negative about someone? 
See, the fact we even call it negative. It's like you're just feeling something. Right. What's the worst? Why Why is that so sad? Because then it, the other person would go away, maybe. They would just ditch you. Like a, Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. weird abandonment issues. Well, I think because my mom and her mom, like her mom had her own, you know, sadness that made her the way she was. And I think my mom felt a lot of abandonment from her mom. And then she had an alcoholic father. So I don't think that there was a lot of ability from him to be able to be there for her like she maybe needed. Also, she was an anxious kid and that embarrassed her mom. Um, Yeah. So it's like you need love ultimately is what you're looking for. Compassion, understanding, love from your parents. And if you're having a hard time getting that and you feel angry towards them, Surely, you know, like I can't get it when I'm not angry. So if I'm angry, I'm never going to get it. Right. So So then my mom course corrected that with me, but I wasn't able to because like I wasn't allowed to have a negative emotion about her, at least to her, because then our relationship wasn't good, you know, for her. Like she needed our relationship to be very different from hers and her mother's, which is understandable. But she just, she didn't do any of the work psychologically to get herself better. She just said, well, I'm just not going to do those things, those specific things. But that was the relationship between her and her mom, not me and her. So when I'm just like a normal human, um, you know, I have to make, sh- I, I felt like everything had to be okay. You know, because if it wasn't, then it upset her. Not not just not just between us, but even in my own life, you know, like if I called her and was upset, like she would also be upset, not as upset as me, but it would hurt her so much to hear me. Yeah, and then she's making it about herself. And I don't mean that in a nasty way, because I would do that if somebody told me like you're talking about nothing to do with her. Um, She cares about you. And right. But then ultimately she saw it as loving and caring and. But really, it was almost like an enmeshment where it wasn't letting me. She needed, she might, she's, you're allowed to feel sad because your kid is sad. That's totally understandable and natural. But for you to not be the steady person for the other person who needs you to be the steady person, not, and then because what I felt like would happen was that I had to sort of convince her that every, you know, yeah, I'm upset, but actually everything's fine. Like it's okay, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, you have to end up taking care of her instead of her taking care of you. But, you know. Which, you know, I I was going to say. She's in therapy now and, she, you know, and we talk. So, But like <laughs> the thing that I would do if I was in a relationship and someone said that I did something that made mm-hmm. them feel upset. It's like in my mind, it's like, no, no, I'm no, I can't be that person to you. Right. I had a hard time with it, too. And then I would gaslight them. Not not nasty, <laughs> but I I. But it was just, I wasn't doing it on a purpose or consciously, but it's like, no, that's not, that's not true because I couldn't accept myself. Right. That I could be a person that could hurt another person's feelings that I cared about. Then I'd gaslight them. Oh, it I, sounded like you really did it on purpose. But like, that's what would happen. I'd gaslight them. They would tell me, I was like, no, that, no, that's not true. That's not what happened. Instead of just listening and saying. That sounds familiar like someone else we know. <laughs> but that's. You know, because you have this idea about yourself. No, I'm a caring person. I care about this. I love this person. Right. 
I, I, I can never be a person who put them in a spot where they feel sad or bad. That's the thing. Like you are those, you are that person, but then you're also the bad person. Like you're both, you're everything. We're everything. Yes. Everyone's going to be, that's the struggle. And I think tying it up and getting back to our fountainhead discussion, (laughs) that's why it's somewhere in the middle. It's like being, we are individuals. Ultimately it's what we are and we can't help but being selfish. Um, but you can make an effort to also think about other people and that's a constant balance and yeah. game that you have to play. And then sometimes you are going to be more selfish than others. Um, and it's hard to admit that you're not always a good person because there are a lot of people that aren't good people. And for you to have someone, something in common with that person is gross, you know, but it is, are, it can be gross. Yeah. yeah when you yeah. see yourself exhibiting traits that match up with another person who really is a complete scumbag. Yeah. Huh? But they're just more, they just have more weight on that part of their scale. How can I you have know, anything you just have less. common with you? We never got to your movie review though. You were going <laughs> to. Well, I kind of brought it up on accident by saying we are everything. Oh, yeah. We are everything. We are everything everywhere all at once. I watched a movie. You liked it, huh? I watched a movie that's popular. You liked that movie. I thought it was really interesting. I was saying to you that um, the tone was really hard to hold on to because it was like funny. Um, but then also full of like an emotional element that that can hit was hard. Really interesting. I thought they did a very good job for the most part. I enjoyed it. I think at first I was having a hard time getting into it. Me, I, I had a hard time following it. Like what? Just the feeling of it. Like I was open minded. It's like, all right, I'm going to let this do its thing. And it didn't catch me right away, but it did. Oh, okay. And like you said, it's really funny, but also emotionally moving. And at the end, it comes together where you are laughing, but also wanting to cry. <laughs> yeah. Or if not crying outright. But spoiler alert. If, if you want to watch this movie, I think just tune out for the rest of the show because we're at the end. Yeah. Okay. The only Bye. thing, the only thing. There was a couple things. I liked it. But mm-hmm. th- at the end, I feel as though it just kept driving home the point. It's like, get it? It's family. It's love. It's family. Yes. It's love. They yes. did it six, six times. It's like, I got it. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. Okay? I got it. Yes. <laughs> I felt that way too. Like it, um, it was like a party guest that wouldn't go home. Yeah. They was like really good. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, it's over this, now. You're doing this again. Yeah. And then the, other, the, the other thing that kind of bothered me is in all the other universes, she was always just like a like outside the one where she had the stupid fingers. She was like a fighter, a warrior of some sort. It's like, why isn't she ever a poet? Well, she was a blind singer. Why isn't she a museum? But she could still fight, right? She could still fight, I think was the thing. Oh, but that was only because she had gotten that because she went back and was the Kung Fu master along with being a blind singer. Yeah. It's I fun. think if she had just gone to being the blind singer, she wouldn't be able to fight. And for the sake of the movie and driving the story, I know that what I I remember wanted. they lost their ability to fight for a minute. Yeah, I just wanted to see other iterations. Yeah, other, other I than, really like the rocks. <laughs> other than the that fighters. was my favorite. Yeah, the rocks are nice. I think the rocks are one of the first times the message starts to come up. Oh, yeah. And then it's gonna happen. I just like how she like turned around and she had the the googly eyes on the rocks <laughs> like, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> like, what the fuck? no but it's so weird and great and strange and weird again yeah overall it's a very strange movie and to think about 
making that movie, writing that movie, oh, shooting. That I don't movie. know how they organize. Like, I feel like I would be, especially movies because they're not made in order. You know, they're not made like a sequential order. I would be so confused. Like, where the fuck are we? That's why in you this have universe. That's why you have people who are good at that kind of stuff. Like that Ugh. is their job is to it's like a nightmare. Who plan that schedule? And then you have script supervisors who track all of it. It's like it. It. I feel like uh, Inception was more linear and easier to understand than some of <laughs> this while I was watching it. Yeah, but you know, watching that, and thinking about that, it's like, man, this was a lot to make. I don't even how yeah. you. I don't even know how. Like you could have that idea in your head and to articulate it some ways. Like this oh my is. God. What, <laughs> I would love. Yeah, I would love to hear how it started. This is what I'm thinking. I, yeah. I think that be okay it starts with like this okay so <laughs> and then just a big breath <laughs> that's the tough thing that's part of the creative process you can have ideas that are really good but if you don't know how to express them to other people so they can help you Ugh, that would be me like, i'd be the ones like okay but then so you're uh, 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 i would not i'd be like never mind forget it yeah good yeah. luck yeah thank you everybody Go watch that movie. Also, uh, like and subscribe, rate and review. Use our code one topic fifteen at uh, hoffandpepper.com for some great hot sauce. They have a hot ketchup that's tasty. I also very much like the barbecue sauce. So go check it out. Oh, if you like hot one, hot hot stuff too, they have like a really hot one that's too hot for me, but people love it. So go check it out. One topic fifteen. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>